Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Executive Director of Platform and Portfolio Management with Americana Partners. I'll be reviewing our October market commentary by David M. Darst, our Chief Investment Officer. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. The first section is called Portfolio Positioning. Let's begin. Fundamental Factors Adversely affected by fears of a government shutdown, ultimately unrealized, striking auto workers, surging oil prices, and the prospect of interest rates remaining high for longer than previously thought, the S&P 500 index declined negative 4.9% in September and extended its August loss of negative 1.8%. The technology-heavy Nasdaq composite retreated negative 5.8%, and the Russell 2000 index of small-cap U.S. stocks fell negative 6.0%. Resolute Federal Reserve rhetoric, still elevated though lessening consumer, producer, and personal consumption expenditures prices, a sturdy labor market picture, a less steeply yet persistently inverted U.S. Treasury yield curve, and the likelihood of potentially softening corporate revenue growth and profit margin pressures, producing unfavorable earnings outcomes as the next few calendar quarters progress, may exert selling pressure on equity prices. Markets still need to see, one, inflation rates continuing to diminish, two, economic conditions in China improving, and the country returning to growth, and three, some consequential degree of detente and geopolitical tensions in areas of armed conflict and acute rivalry. In a data-driven second-half 2023 environment... We expect short-term interest rates to be influenced in large part by 1. The pace of consumer and producer price inflation 2. Banks' credit and lending policies 3. The vigor or lack thereof of the U.S. economy and 4. Large U.S. Treasury borrowing needs in the remaining months of this year. Technical Viewpoints We counsel flexibility under slightly elevated volatility conditions as VIX readings persisting well below 20 in recent weeks have reflected less demand for hedging-using options. Gold has continued to trade inversely to the continued firming real interest rates and staunch U.S. dollar. Momentary technical support on the S&P 500 appears to have formed around 4,000, within a notably upraised resistance floor range of 4,800 to 4,000. Interest Rates and Credit On September 20th, the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, left policy rates unchanged at 5.25 to 5.50%. Looking ahead to the final three months of 2023, we currently expect a data-driven pause at this level before a rate-cutting cycle can begin in late 2023 or most likely in early 2024. Absent an exogenous, systemic shock, the Fed appears resolutely prepared to bring inflation down. Even as such, a policy stance puts pressure on domestic growth, employment, the banking and housing sectors, corporate earnings, and longer-duration risk assets. We expect policy rates to stabilize and yield spreads to widen, after which some attractive valuation levels should materialize in the credit sectors, including in suitable maturity investment-grade corporate and, for appropriate investors, municipal bonds. Where we are, the S&P 500 year-to-date as of 9.30, positive 11.7%, with a closing price of 4,288.05. The NASDAQ Composite year-to-date as of 9.30, positive 26.3%, with a closing price of 13,219.32. The Russell 2000 year-to-date as of 9.30, positive 1.4%, with a closing price of 1,785.10. Gold, year-to-date as of 9.30, 
positive 1.6%, with a closing price of 1,848.10. West Texas Intermediate Oil year-to-date as of 9.30, positive 13.1%, with a closing price of 90.79. U.S. Treasury Interest Rates Trajectory For two-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose 18 basis points in September to 5.03% at month-end, where they are positive 59 basis points above their closing level of 4.44% on December 31, 2022. For 10-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose positive 50 basis points in September and closed at 4.59% at month-end, where they are positive 71 basis points above their closing level of 3.88% on December 31, 2022. For 30-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose positive 53 basis points in September, where they are positive 76 basis points above their closing level of 3.97% on December 31, 2022. We note this deeply ascending path of two-year U.S. Treasury yields, frequently an indicator of financial market participants' views on the likely direction and tone of monetary policy. We also note the recent upward bias to 10-year U.S. Treasury yields, often a reflection of greater U.S. Treasury borrowing activity and investors' expectation about inflationary trends and the near-term economic growth outlook. With inflation moderating and nominal interest rates exhibiting an upward tendency, 10-year real yields have continued rising to 2.26% as of late September. Equity Market Perspective As investors enter the 10th month of this year, on average over the 95 years from 1928 through April 2023 inclusive, the month of October with its historical positive 0.6% price increase for the S&P 500 ranks 8th among months in more than 9 decades of monthly performance ranking. It is worth repeating that these 9-decade results are averages, with a given month's outcome definitely having the potential to vary above or below the long-term average. In a similar vein, we examine the seasonality of the S&P 500 index over the the 20-year time frame ending December 31, 2022. On average over the span, 1. February, May through June, and August through October represent essentially sideways intervals of price movement, and 2. Over the past two decades, March has tended to represent a favorable entry point to U.S. large-cap equities. We consider whether investors are being adequately compensated for purchasing equities versus U.S. Treasury bonds, the so-called equity risk premium. The ERP is defined here as the earnings yield, S&P 500 earnings divided by price, minus the yield on 10-year U.S. Treasury bonds. The extra yield offered by equities is the lowest since 2005, to us advocating increased prudence and caution in asset allocation and investment positioning. Over the more than six decades since 1960, we've examined the average 12-month forward S&P 500 excess earnings return versus the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond return for various range levels of the equity risk premium. The currently low readings for the equity risk premium in the 0 to 100 basis points range appear on average to foretell a low 12-month forward S&P 500 excess return, arguing in favor of extra caution and selectivity in equity exposure and positioning. Consumer and producer price inflation. Even as M2 money supply growth and the prices of gasoline vehicles, medical services, and numerous goods have continued to exhibit weakness in recent reporting periods, these declines have so far been somewhat offset by rising prices for shelter costs and many services, a key focus of the Federal Reserve. Shelter costs 
a principal driver of the core consumer price index, rose positive 0.3% in August after rising positive 0.4% in July and advanced positive 7.3% on an unadjusted basis year over year. Moreover, the shelter measure tends to lag increases in home prices and rents and affects how quickly the incipient cooling in many housing markets will begin to meaningfully tilt consumer price indices in a downward direction. Housing prices make up nearly 40% of the monthly CPI report and represent a chief reason why the CPI has been declining at a deliberate pace. At this point, taking note of inflation break-even measures, inflation swap levels, and especially year-over-year lapping data effects, we foresee further moderation in headline CPI inflation rates to the positive 2.5 to 3.0% range, with some spikes above in second half 2023, early 2024. Real average hourly earnings increased positive 0.5%, seasonally adjusted in August 2023 versus August 2022, and when combined with a negative 0.3% year-over-year decrease in the average workweek, resulted in a positive 0.3% increase in real average weekly earnings over this time interval. As household liquidity continues to be drawn down, weakness in real wages tends to constrain personal consumption, itself one of the avenues by which the Federal Reserve has been seeking to bring down the rate of inflation. Inflation expectations. The Federal Reserve monitors inflation expectations to ascertain whether consumers' inflationary psychology is increasing or decreasing. Showing inflation beliefs drawn from the monthly New York Federal Reserve survey of consumer expectations, respondents' one-year-ahead inflation expectations has risen to positive 3.6% in August versus positive 3.5% in July, and respondents' three-year-ahead inflation expectations declined to positive 2.8% in August versus positive of 2.9% in July. Respondents' five-year-ahead inflation expectations rose to positive 3.0% in August from positive 2.9% in July. A dissimilar trend can be discerned from the results of the inflation expectations portion of the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey, which showed a decline to positive 3.2% from positive 3.5% in one-year inflation expectations, with the survey also recording lower 5- to 10-year inflation expectations at 2.8% versus positive 3.0%. Given the reasonably robust employment data of the first eight months, such consumer inflation expectations readings, in our opinion, will factor into monetary policy until short-term inflation expectations move in a meaningfully downward direction. Inflation Influences The significant decline in nominal U.S. M2 money supply has tended to be a reliable several-months-ahead precursor of future economic and price trends. In our opinion, such a trajectory, with some degree of time lag, appears to foretell further downward-sloping economic activity and headline consumer price inflation. Labor costs have exhibited a meaningful upward trend in recent quarters. Such costs have historically tended to be asymmetrically stickier to the upside than to the downside. The Federal Reserve has repeatedly stressed the need to see softening labor market conditions as a key prerequisite to achieving their inflation-fighting goals. After rising positive 1.0% quarter-over-quarter in fourth quarter 2022, the Employment Cost Index ECI rose positive 1.2% quarter-over-quarter in first quarter 2023 and positive 4.8% year-over-year. At positive 1.0% quarter-over-quarter, the ECI for second quarter 2023 was released on July 28, 2023, and for third quarter 2023 will be released on October 31, 2023.
we've examined the August month-over-month progression of the headline CPI index and note the still-sticky month-over-month growth rate of the August core CPI, a key focus of the Federal Open Market Committee's inflation-fighting resolve. Monetary Policy and Fed Funds Interest rates. At the conclusion of the July 25th 26th meeting of the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, the Federal Reserve voted unanimously to raise the policy interest rate to a range of 5.35% to 5.50%, the highest level in 22 years, while leaving open the possibility of raising policy interest rates or keeping such rates unchanged over the rest of 2023. Fed Chair Jerome Powell has indicated that the FOMC is seeking simultaneously to, one, continue quelling inflationary pressure, even as it, two, addresses the possibility that tighter lending policies by the banking system and the lagged effect of prior interest rate hikes could meaningfully slow the U.S. economy. Fed funds futures markets as of mid-September were not anticipating the first meaningful FOMC policy rate cut until March 2024. Based on mid-September's Fed funds futures pricing, we note financial market participants expectations of an essentially sideways movement in Fed funds interest rates through April 2024, followed by a gradual downward shift in money market interest rates through the remainder of 2024 and well into 2025. We also note how Fed funds futures markets policy rates projections are reflected in an implied terminal rate. As of the present time, we expect the terminal rate to be around 5.40% to 5.50%, roughly in line with market participants' late August views. The housing sector, an elemental factor underlying our current expectation of a decelerating rate change in 2023, U.S. economic growth stems from continued sluggishness in the housing market. Housing represents a key driver of investment, employment, and consumption, due in no small degree to recently rising mortgage rates, which has made home buying less affordable and pushed a substantial number of buyers out of the market. On a year-over-year basis, the year-over-year National Freddie Mac Home Price Index had decreased meaningfully from positive 19.2% in July 2021 to positive 0.6% in May of this year to positive 1.6% in June and to 2.9% in July. The National Association of Realtors Housing Affordability Index measures whether or not a typical family earns enough income to qualify for a mortgage loan on a typical home at the national and regional levels based on the most recent price and income data. As of July 2023, affordability had fallen below 2007 levels due to still elevated home prices combined with higher monthly payments associated with the higher mortgage rates. Weakness in the housing market tends to put downward pressure on rental costs with the housing category typically accounting for over 40% of total expenditures in the CPI, more than twice as large as the next largest category, transportation. We expect slowing monthly rental expenses to continue as an abating force on the shelter component of the consumer price index. The U.S. economy and corporate profits. It can be seen that as of late July this year, the International Monetary Fund was projecting a modest deceleration of real GDP expansion in the United States, from positive 2.1% in 2022 to positive 1.8% in 2023 and positive 1.0% in 2024. In our opinion, while incorporating a modest recession at some interval within the next 18 months, these growth rates currently may actually be exceeded this year and next. We've reviewed the path of the leading economic indicators index minus the coincident indicators index, which tends to foretell and eventually correlate with movements in the S&P 500 index, particularly in advance of or during recessionary episodes. Given these circumstances, we counsel heightened financial attentiveness, a balanced portfolio framework, a defensive mindset, 
and asset class diversification. At this point in time, we think that U.S. real GDP may begin to slow in second half 2023, followed then by recessionary economic conditions in the beginning quarters of 2024. For the previous U.S. recession since 1960, we've reviewed the range and average of 1. The peak to trough decline in real GDP, ranging from negative 0.2% to negative 4.0% with an average negative 2.0%, and two, the trough-to-peak increase in the unemployment rate, ranging positive 2.0% to positive 5.0%, with an average of positive 3.0%. In our view, a mild recession, if it starts to unfold late this year or in the first half of 2024, could involve a negative 1.0% to negative 2.0% decline in real GDP and a positive 2.0% to positive 3.0% increase in the unemployment rate. We currently assign a 60% probability to such a scenario. In conjunction with a Federal Open Market Committee FOMC meeting held on September 19th through the 20th, Fed governors and regional bank presidents submitted the September quarterly update of their Summary of Economic Projections, SEP, reflecting the most likely outcomes for real gross domestic product GDP growth, the unemployment rate, and personal consumption expenditures, PCE inflation, for each year from 2023 to 2025, and over the longer run. Each participant's projections are based on information available at the time of the meeting, together with his or her assessment of appropriate monetary policy, including a path for the federal funds rate and its longer-run value, and assumptions about other factors likely to affect economic outcomes. The longer-run projections represent each participant's assessment of the value to which each variable would be expected to converge over time under appropriate monetary policy and in the absence of further shocks to the economy. Recognizing the inherent fallibility of economic projections, we note the best September thinking of the FOMC participants. The median projections of U.S. real GDP growth are positive 2.1% in 2023 and positive 1.5% in 2024. The unemployment rate is projected to be 3.8% for 2023 and rise to 4.1% in 2024. And the headline PCE inflation index is expected to be positive 3.2% for 2023 and decline to positive 2.5% in 2023. 24, with the core excluding food and energy PCE index reaching positive 3.7% in 2023 before dropping to positive 2.6% in 2024. An updated version of the Summary of Economic Projections will be released on December 13, 2023. Portfolio Positioning, Equity Emphases and De-Emphases 1. We recommend continuing to gradually curtail emphasis from high-quality, dislocated sectors, companies, and managers in the growth category, using the proceeds from any reduced growth exposure to add to select value and defensive sectors, companies, and managers, while retaining a focus in these two categories on energy, select financials, and consumer staples, and a concomitant de-emphasis on companies and sectors dependent on access to low-cost energy. 2. We continue to counsel very selectively adding small and mid-cap companies or investment managers specializing in and with good track records in this space to our primary emphasis on large capitalization enterprises. Three, for the time being, while we continue to prefer a tactical overweighting to U.S. domestic equities, with pullbacks such as those encountered in January, April, June, August, September, and December 2022, and in early March, in August, and in September of 2023, viewed as an opportunity to only carefully and highly selectively add attractively valued equities, particularly those sectors and companies that are resilient within a multiplicity of economic and financial scenarios. For we also espouse holding or gradually building relatively defined allocations to global leaders listed in international markets. Focus on strength and quality. 
One, at the company level in equities, we emphasize identifying and building long-term exposure to firms possessing cash-rich balance sheets, prudence in balance sheet utilization, limited debt, consistency and growth of positive free cash flow generation, secure supply chains, capital expenditure flexibility, and customer bases that are less exposed to recurrent shocks originating from abroad, dividend strength and competitive business models with abiding competitive advantages, high barriers to entry, low threat of substitute products, and enduring pricing power vis-a-vis suppliers and or customers that over a long time frame can produce high returns on equity through revenue generation and sustainable profit margins rather than through unhealthily high levels of leverage. Two, at the current time, we recommend that consideration be given to reasonably valued top quality companies in the healthcare and consumer staples sectors, as well as firms exceptionally positioned to benefit from inflationary forces in the real asset sectors that have demonstrated an ability to opportunistically take advantage of shifting price level changes. Balancing growth and value sectors. One, the negative 24.1 percentage point Russell 1000 value index RLV 0.0% underperformance versus the Russell 1000 Growth Index, RLG, positive 24.1%, returns year-to-date through August 31st, appears to argue for continuing a degree of balanced exposure in selected value sectors companies and managers, as well as in selected growth sectors companies and managers. As this process continues, it is worth keeping in mind that true value investing represents identifying and owning assets that are trading for less than they are actually worth, not assets that are merely inexpensive. Many superficially inexpensive assets may be inexpensive for a reason and can very well remain so or deteriorate further. Fixed Income Securities 1. On a total return basis, U.S. Treasury securities prices year-to-date through September 29th have risen positive 1.6% in the 1-3 to year maturity range, are down negative 2.6% in the 7-10 to year maturity range, and have declined negative 9.0% in the above 20-year maturity range. Even though 10-year U.S. Treasury yields have risen positive 97 basis points since the end of March, to us they appear likely to be subject to conflicting forces, with higher yields associated with monetary strictness, counterbalanced by lower yields coming from the economic retrenchment brought about by bank lending conservatism and past monetary tightening. For now, we prefer maturities and durations along the intermediate portion of the yield curve spectrum while preparing to build or gradually building exposure to longer maturities and durations as recessionary forces appear likely as the next several quarters unfold to continue to exert contractionary influence on the economy and bend yields in a downward direction. U.S. Dollar Outlook Over the next few quarters, given our expectations of the Federal Reserve, one, maintaining the tenor of its policy interest rate constraint, and two, continuing post its mid-March reversal of this process to reduce the size of its portfolio of U.S. Treasury and mortgage-backed securities, we believe the U.S. dollar may trade in a range relative to major currencies, including the euro and Japanese yen. Consistent with this, we expect one intervals of U.S. dollar weakness, alternating with episodes of U.S. dollar strength as currency exchange rates produce and or exaggerate price level, economic, financial, trade pattern, and capital flow imbalances, and two, the possibility of coordinated central bank accords to rectify egregiously over or undervalued currency quotations. Alternative investments and real assets. In alternative investments, we continue our multi-quarter focus that has for some time emphasized exposure to one, commodities and real 
asset sectors of the economy, including industrial metals, agriculture, and materials. Two, some degree of investor-appropriate exposure to gold and or gold mining ETF shares, particularly those miners with reserves in stable geographic locations, capital discipline, and cash flow growth. Three, high-quality master-limited partnerships with strong business models and sustainable dividend-paying capacity. Four, select investments in private credit and private real estate and opportunistic strategies that are positioned to selectively derive meaningful value from asset market dislocations and imbalances. Investment Strategy Themes for 4th Quarter 2023 and Early 2024 To continue updating our investment strategy themes for the remainder of calendar year 2023 and early 2024, and in preparing portfolio positioning strategies, portfolio positioning principles, and portfolio positioning tactics for 2023, we remain mindful of the oft-quoted observation of the 34th U.S. President and five-star General Dwight David Eisenhower in 1890-1969 that plans are useless but planning is indispensable. With this wisdom in mind, our 2023 and early 2024 investment planning approach reflects and encompasses the following themes. 1. Slowing then recovering GDP. As forecast by the September FOMC median projection, positive 2.1% in 2023 and positive 1.5% in 2024, and 2022 S&P 500 profits, as estimated by FactSet on September 29, 2023, on a quarterly year-over-year basis, fourth quarter 2022, negative 4.7%, first quarter 2023, negative 3.7%, second quarter 2023, negative 5.2%, third quarter 2023, negative 0.1%, and fourth quarter 2023, positive 8.3%, with positive 1.1% for calendar year 2023, and positive 8.6% for first quarter 2024, positive 12.1% for second quarter 2024, with positive 12.2% for calendar year 2024, with downside risk to these projections. 2. Late-cycle monetary policies by central banks. 3. Fluctuating. Financial asset prices in conditions featuring shifting performance leadership and increased equity volatility VIX, bond volatility move, currency volatility VIXI, gold volatility GVZ, and VIX volatility itself, VVIX. 4. Differentiating. With emphasis on greater discernment and active selectivity in asset classes, managers, sectors, and securities. 5. Challenging. Especially in an environment of ample valuations, investment discipline remains paramount. With 2023's considerable upward and downward swings in asset prices, often a precursor of arduous financial market performance. This concludes our October market commentary by David M. Darst. David is Americana Partners' Chief Investment Officer. We are available to answer questions you may have regarding the topics discussed. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. Thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Executive Director of Platform and Portfolio Management with Americana Partners. Stay invested. Stay invested.